Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. It's been more than a decade in the making. A first-ever treaty to protect the world's high seas. Nearly 70 countries have signed on the United Nations High Seas Biodiversity Agreement, and Foreign Minister Penny Wong says Australia is one of them. It's about safeguarding the Blue Pacific, the ocean we share for future generations. We're very proud uh, to be a founding signatory along with our Pacific partners uh, to this, for this treaty. It shows that the multilateral system is still delivering, uh, notwithstanding uh, some of the challenges. The treaty is meant to deliver stronger protections for the ocean under the framework of the UN Convention of the Law of the Sea. Threats to the ocean environment have increased in recent years as a result of overfishing and rising temperatures. The International Union for Conservation of Nature estimates that 41% of the threatened species, such as sharks and whales, are being affected by climate change. Ocean's director of the Pew Charitable Trust, Christabel Mitchell, says that this treaty will apply to activity in the oceans that lie more than 200 nautical miles outside of national boundaries. The high seas comprise nearly two-thirds of the global ocean and only 1% of them is currently protected. They're vast areas covering the globe. They're these, these waters beyond each country's national waters, they're home to abundant fisheries. They serve as migratory routes for species like whales and sharks, and they support amazing ecosystems like deep water corals. In fact, there's a whole wealth of marine life that we know very little about in the high seas. The high seas treaty will open up a new way of managing the high seas where nations can work together and look at management as a whole. It will allow for the creation of marine protected areas on the high seas for the first time. The executive director of the Australian Marine Conservation Society, Darren Kinley-Sides, says the potential impact of this agreement goes beyond biodiversity. Sometimes um, treaties and international law can feel a bit remote to, you know, to our, to our day-to-day lives. Australia is an island. More than, than many other countries, you know, we have a, a big coastline we are surrounded by international waters once you get beyond our national jurisdictions. And so the things that happen, um, you know, beyond 200 nautical miles from our coast affect our waters and affect our, our, our nation and our economy. So marine uh, ecotourism, such as the Great Barrier Reef, the huge generator of, of, of dollars and, and, and jobs. And so when we protect the global oceans, we're protecting our oceans, our ocean wildlife, our ocean way of life and our ocean economies. The treaty doesn't automatically come into effect now that it has been signed. Derek Inleyside says that the agreement will now have to be ratified by at least 60 UN member states. The international process is that the, the wording of a treaty needs to be, to be agreed. That happened in March. Then the treaty needs to be signed. Um, and that's what has started happening, happening today. Uh, but for that treaty to come into force, um, 60 countries uh, need to have ratified the treaty. Now, um, you know, ratification is, a, is the process by which uh, you know, a country like Australia takes an international agreement and, uh, and makes sure they can deliver it um, at the national level. Adriana Weinstock, SBS News.